research, but most importantly, find something that you are passionate about. If you're passionate about it, it's not going to seem white work. Like Elevated Vision, when I go out and I do professional developments, I do not feel like I am working. I am high energy when I go in. I have my music playing. I am just you know, wonderful. And I give my teachers and principals, you know, we have little, you know, I always give them little toys or something, you know, just to get the energy up. Because Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Career Education Center Learner Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Rivers. It is an honor and privilege to have on our show today, Dr. Bobby Mills. Dr. Mills is founder and CEO of Elevated Vision Educational Consulting. How are you doing today, Dr. Mills? I am so fantastic and wonderful and just feeling elevated. One thing you don't know, audience, that me and Dr. Mills, both of us are from Charlotte, North Carolina. We're living here now. And that is so ironic because when I sent her the invitation to come on the show, I thought she lived in Gaston County or maybe she lived somewhere else in North Carolina. Only come to find out that she lived in the same city I do. Ain't it a small world? Small world, small world. Gotta love the Queen City, though, but small world. <laughs> Dr. Mills, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your career journey to your current path that you have at this time. Oh, my goodness. How much time do we have? Well, we have as much time. Hey, this is the podcast, Career Education Understand Podcast. Take as much time as you want. Okay. Well, I am Dr. Bobby Mills, and I am CEO and founder of Elevated Vision Educational Consulting. We are a company that helps leaders transform from traditional status quo to elevated visions of leadership by helping leaders develop their leadership capacity so they can increase student achievement. I started my journey off in South Carolina, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Carolina as an ELA teacher, seventh grade. Um, I taught for, let's see, nine years. And then after I became a teacher, I decided to kind of cross over into the dark world and I became an administrator. And <laughs> I, I became an assistant principal and I was an assistant principal at two Title I schools. I was at James Martin Middle School and I was also at Cochrane Collegiate Academy. Both of those schools, again, were Title I, predominantly African-American and Hispanic students attended those schools. And so I, I was an assistant principal for 11 years and then and I really crossed over to the dark side. I decided to become the principal. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> so I became a principal um, in Scotland County. North Carolina, and I was a principal at Wagram Elementary School. Now, keep in mind, I went from a middle school background to an elementary background. So that was definitely a culture shift for me and a big learning curve. I was there for four years as the principal. We made a lot of remarkable changes and improvements at the school. And then after that, I got the opportunity to become the executive director over elementary instruction in Scotland County and I did that for two years. 
And so my heart was telling me it was time for me to come back home and bring my leadership back here. So I became a director of middle school instruction in Gaston County Schools for two years. And right now, another amazing opportunity that I am absolutely loving um, came to me. And I had the opportunity to become the director of social work for Gaston County Schools. Wow. So I'm the director of social workers for everyone. And that is, it's a, you know, we're all still in the same ball game, but it's a different arena with our mm -hmm. social workers because I had a meeting with them the other day, our back to school meeting, and I told them that they are the most important people in the building because they are the ones that's on the front lines and they are breaking down those barriers before students even get into the teacher's classrooms. You know, they are the ones that's making the home visits. They are the ones that's making those um, teacher parent connections. Um, they are the ones that's making the community connections and helping our children get, you know, the material and supplies that they need to be successful. So I am thoroughly enjoying the position that I'm in. But even though there are so many different positions that are in the field of education, they are all connected and they all come back to the one important thing and that is service to our children. Yeah, so going from that transition, how did you go from that to starting your own business? Well, actually, you know, me having been a principal, let me just go back mm -hmm. there. I used to, you know, love talking with my beginning teachers and, you know, really coaching them and developing them up. And when I was a principal, we were the Wildcats. And yeah. I created like a little group with just my beginning teachers and I called them the baby Wildcats. <laughs> and so once a month, we got together and uh -huh. they met with me only. Um, oh, okay. He had an amazing time. You know, I let my guard down. I showed them that, you know, I was human. I'm still their principal. Yes. I still have those expectations. But, you know, we're still all human and it's OK to make mistakes. And so we just developed that community of new teachers that I was able to nurture them and also get that data from them while they still wow. felt like they were in a community where they could speak freely and feel safe without anything being punitive towards them. So so that actually kind of led me to this journey. And then when I became an executive director, I had the opportunity to mentor a lot of the principals there. And I still mentor one to this day. And <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. And so then, you know, I made my transition to Gaston County as the middle school director and still, you know, brought on some more principles that I mentored. And even right now in the position that I'm in is showing me that, you know, that passion that I have to have yeah. is there. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to keep spreading that passion and helping people to grow because that's what it's all about. And that's what true leaders do. They help other leaders grow. That is true. And middle school, I used to do Dr. Mills Junior Achievement. And I mainly did elementary and high school. I did middle school one time. <laughs> one time. Middle school teachers should be paid the most in any other School as they far really as you know, really that is that transition when kids are don't know where they're coming or don't know where they're going. Their hormones going back and forth, <laughs> and that was like, I said, you know what? I'm going to tell my person, the leader of um, who's over <laughs> me, the coordinator, is that I need to only stay in elementary and high school. <laughs> Middle school is not for me. <laughs> Middle school is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I absolutely love it. They are my little hormonally challenged babies. Yes, and I yes. Love is right. <laughs> hormonally challenged. One day they want to be grown. The next day they want to be babies. The next day they're in between. So yeah. I absolutely love that grade span. It is mm -hmm. amazing. 
So how long have you, how long have Elevated been in existence? When did you start well, Elevated? Right now, um, my baby just celebrated its um, first birthday. So oh, we are for oh, second year um, of being in business. So really excited about that and looking forward to the many opportunities to help service mm-hmm. our principals and our teachers across the nation. That is fantastic. I'm in my first year. And so I know how it is in the beginning. Now I had challenges in the beginning Dr. Mills, what challenges do you have as far as beginning or getting started off in your business? Because I had challenges from financial capital, um, getting things done, my website, uh, my, my logo and, and this and that. And I'm still having challenges today, but it is very rewarding. But what challenges did you have in the beginning of starting your business? Well, actually, in the beginning, I was very fortunate because I have the most amazing mentor in the whole wide world. Her name is Dr. Mary Hemphill, and she is the CEO and founder of Limitless Lady. And she helped me navigate through all of the challenges as far as setting up my website, getting my LLC set up, um, showing me how to write my LinkedIn post, showing me how to market. But if I did not have her, I would have had you know, those challenges. Now, as far as, you know, the other types of little challenges, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, I try to appeal to my audience and mm-hmm. showing people that my services could actually help them to have, mm-hmm. you know, a better school year, you know, mm-hmm. getting my name out there. That's somewhat been a challenge, but, you know, with me doing my marketing, cause I am on LinkedIn, I am on what was formerly known as Twitter. That is now X. I'm also on mm-hmm. Instagram as well. So I would say that would have to be my biggest challenge right now. It's just making sure that I can put myself out there so people can see, me so that way they can know the services that I offer so they can give me a shout out and I can help them to be successful because that's what I'm here for. I've been there. I've done it. I've lived it. I've lived it as a teacher. I've lived it as an assistant principal and I've lived it as a principal. So I know the challenges and struggles that they go through. So that's one of the challenges that I've encountered. It's just, you know, making sure that I'm putting myself out there and making myself available to those that need my service. Yeah, I, I know that challenge there. I'm not most people now. I know if the audience are looking at me and they see me with I'm like you passionate about what I do. I'm a little shy, but people will not believe that. OK, <laughs> Dr. Mills, they will not believe that I'm shy in heart because I talk to everyone. Everyone seems like a friend. And so everything just seemed like, oh, everything just come natural to the Mitchell, you know. Oh, yeah, just come natural. You you talk to everyone. You know, you have no trouble. <laughs> but I'm a little shy and hard there. But I can see just from the answer, you are very passionate about what you do. So what 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 else excites you? Do you find it as you're having your own business now, the freedom to really be creative and just get those juices out and, and you know, just all that creative, all that experience is all coming together with your new foundation in your company. Yes, it actually does allow me to have the freedom and flexibility to be creative, but it also allows me to be able to sit down and talk with principals or talk with teachers and ask them specifically, what is it that you actually need from me? When I sit down with a principal, we create a plan of action and they tell me exactly what it is that they need. And then I take that plan and then I develop it for them. And then we come back to the table and we look at it again. And if we 
need to revise, we revise. Mm -hmm. If they say, Dr. Mills, hey, maybe take this out or I don't need a little bit of that. I might need a little bit more of this. Then mm -hmm. we do that. But it has allowed me the freedom and flexibility to create plans that's tailored to meet their needs. It's not about my needs. It's right. about what it is that they need so that they can have a successful school year, have a successful school culture, and also, most importantly, so that the children are successful throughout the school year. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I got some good news for you, Dr. Mills, is that this morning, I was looking on LinkedIn, I did see a little, I would say a little promo or uh, one of the feedbacks from a person that does, um, as far as learning kids or teaching kids how to do business, right? So we both become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And one of the books they're reading was the ABCs of Black Wall Street. And so what they did was the parents, they had the kids do like Shark Tank. And so they read a book, the ABCs of Black Wall Street, and then they came back and did their presentation. And so they, they put up a presentation for the parents and say, look, we want, we want um, 500K, and we want 10% that you can have as far as investment is concerned, you know. And the parents say, okay, we can have that, but we also like royalties on it. And they said, nope, no deal. <laughs> you don't take the take the five hundred k and ten percent, you know, investment or stake in our company, or no deal. And I just thought that was just such a great thing to see, putting <laughs> our young children off in entrepreneurship early and get that mind thinking. How do you feel about that? As far as teaching kids about financial responsibility, about entrepreneurship at an early age. I think that that is absolutely amazing. And I think that that is something that all schools should actually do and implement. And even teachers somewhere in their lessons, they should somehow include, you know, something pertaining to entrepreneurship or have some type of community service project for their school that will teach students about having that spirit of entrepreneurship. One thing that um, I definitely would like to talk about is just giving advice to our children about, yeah. you know, entrepreneurship. And the one piece of advice I would definitely give them is make sure that they you do something that you are passionate about, whether that's being a teacher, a doctor, a yes. lawyer, or a professional, you know, athlete, you know, get into community and a space with the areas that you are excited about. Do your research, read, read, you know, look at podcasts, look at YouTube videos, get into the community and space. And find a mentor or a coach. That is important. Yeah. I have 20 plus years experience and I have a doctorate and guess what? I have a mentor right now and we meet mm -hmm. every single Tuesday and we talk mm -hmm. for an hour and we go over things that, you know, I'm working on and she gives me sound advice and, you know, I learn from her and I listen. And that's the most important thing. You have to make sure that you listen and make sure that, you got to put action behind things that you put down on that paper because you can't just write out a plan and you mm -hmm. don't put any action behind it. So you got to make sure you do it that. And also you got to make sure that you, again, just make sure you research, listen and find a mentor. I mean, even some of your greatest athletes and celebrities in the world today, they have mentors and coaches. So why not educators? We right. need to make sure that we have those, you know, mentors and coaches. I think sometimes we have this perception that, well, I went to school and I've got this degree and that degree and mm -hmm. I don't need a coach. You can't tell me what to do. And, yes. and you can't have that mentality. And I do want to read this quote. This is by John Maxwell. He said, never arrive. Leaders are learners. If you want to be 
a good leader, whether you're just starting out as the CEO of an organization, do not have an arrival mindset. Always operate from the belief that you can always grow and get better as a leader, as a person. And it's important as a young entrepreneur that you take this into, you know, into heart and really listen to what John Maxwell is saying, because you have to have a teachable spirit and failure it's not always failure. You know, you have to learn from those failures and revamp and get back up again and stay elevated and just keep pushing towards your goal. Because first failure you have, you can't quit because I've had failures, you know, even starting elevated vision. But, you know, I'm keeping myself motivated, keeping myself elevated and keeping myself going by keeping myself surrounded by positive people, by researching and by having that mentor that I talked about. So, you know, that's like the advice that I would give to our young people, you know, just starting out. But the real big thing is just making sure that you get into community and space with people and do your research. But most importantly, find something that you are passionate about. If you're passionate about it, it's not going to seem like work, like elevated vision. When I go out and I do professional developments, I do not feel like I am working. I am high energy when I go in, I have my music playing. I am just you know, wonderful. And I give my teachers and principals, you know, we have little, you know, I always give them a little toys or something, you know, just to get the energy up because uh -huh. people feed off of your energy. And, you know, that's the advice that I would give, you know, just get in that community and space. Well, I am feeding off your energy this morning. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I see it's fried up. Dr. Mills got me fried up already. I thought I was fried up with my girl this morning, but she got me fried up. I'm, I'm ready to go out there and start having kids myself, you know? I'm going to have me in the classroom up in there. I'm saying, what, what you doing up in there? What, what, what you doing up in here? Don't take your own business. You got me fried up, Dr. Mills. What do you want me to do? What kid do I need to teach? Y'all got lunch buddies or whatever? <laughs> myself on this podcast. I am so happy and thrilled that you are here. I tell you what, get me elevated. So another thing I try to tell people also that when you graduate from college, a lot of times you don't always go into professions that you think you're going into. You may go a different direction, but learn. And one thing I think in the advantage of if you learn like I did, I became a manager coming out of college. And so becoming a retail manager and any manager, you learn about leadership skills that you develop during that time. I call it an advanced internship, right? You learn about leadership. You learn about budgeting. You learn about people. You learn about inventory. You learn about service. You know, you learn how to handle problems. Problems all become, <laughs> become very big. And so you can take that advanced, what I call advanced paid internship, and then once you become an entrepreneur, you all have developed those skills and those necessary things that you need to become successful. And you did it by getting paid at the same time. Would yeah. you agree? Yes, I do agree with that. I remember when I first graduated from college and I got my bachelor's degree, I graduated in December. And so I did not have a teaching job at the time because I had to wait until the next year. You know, back then, you know, we didn't have <laughs> So I had to wait because I graduated in December. But I got a position working at a facility of um, where there, there were some people that had um, mental issues. And mm -hmm. 
you know, being fresh out of college, you know, I had to learn how to handle them with their behaviors because sometimes, mm. you know, they had, you know, behavioral issues. And I look back on that now and I say, okay, so this is why I was working in this position because mm. it helped me when I became a classroom teacher. And believe it or not, some of the behavior techniques that I learned in that facility, I was able to implement those strategies to right. the degree as a teacher in my classroom. So, yes, I do agree with that. Well, since you already gave some good nuggets there for our, our viewers and listeners there, what if I see you in about three to five years? Where would Elevated be? Where do you want Elevated to be from three to five years from now? Oh, three to five years, I want Elevated to be all across the country. I want to, you know, touch every principal and teacher's heart. I want to make sure that, you know, I am there to support them because Elevated Vision, it is all about the principals and teachers. I am a true advocate. I see how hard it is. You know, I know firsthand. Mm -hmm. Now, I was not a principal during the COVID era. However, I was still in administration and mm -hmm. I was there side by side with my principals and teachers. So I know how hard it is. And especially post-COVID now with so much trauma that is out there in the world. And, you know, I want Elevated Vision to be out there side by side in the trenches with our principals and teachers, helping them to take their schools and their school cultures to new heights. Well, Dr. Mills, if someone want to get in touch with you, um, can you leave some contact information that you want to give to them if they want to hire you or use your expertise there in learning about when the leadership principle and any other educational services you offer? Absolutely. Um, they can get to they can get in contact with me and visit my website at getelevatedvision.com. You can also reach me on my email. Um, it is bmills at elevatedvisionllc.com. I'm also on Instagram. I have an Instagram handle is get underscore elevated underscore vision. So you can get in contact with me those ways. And we also have your contact information on, on our website and any other social media that we use. We'll have your contact information that way. If people want to reach you, they can reach you. Oh, it has been a joy. I hate ending this podcast, Dr. Mills. <laughs> it has been a joy. It really has. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. And everybody out there, stay elevated. <laughs> and I would like to thank our viewers and listeners. For joining me, Mitchell Rivers, on the Career Education Learning Center podcast, where we make your career dreams a reality. God bless. <laughs>